Okay. Rolling. Action. Are we yeah. actually starting right now? Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. I have like a few things right now. I, I do too. Um, really? You have, that's, what is that <laughs> Hey, I just want you guys to envision this. On Elle's paper right now, there are like 17 <laughs> squiggle lines. And she's like, I got, I got notes, man. I have no idea what it says. Bro, you should see the notes I write to myself. It's so bad. I know what I mean. And that's right. what matters. That is what matters. Well, hi guys. <laughs> it's Grace and Elle. Out it's here like, trying to make it. Yeah. It's been a long month. I don't know. Is it? How do people feel about February? To me, February was a disaster. I fucking hated February. It just like bad vibes. Bad vibes well, uh, all around yeah. from February, man. <sighs> We're back and we are semi-prepared, which is definitely we not. Yeah, maybe not. We're dead smack in the middle of my work week slash day. And we're in my office right now. It's and it's super organized. Shut up. <laughs> it's actually pretty comforting. It's a lot of colors. You know, it's a. You might need to get closer. Oh, to I might too far. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, you know, we work with children. Right. It's a lot. Bless this mess. I just saw a sign for that. I was like, maybe I should get one of those. <laughs> so today we want to talk about eating disorders and language and how people speak about them. I, yeah. Right? Is that what our plan was? Do you have a better title for it? No, I think that's good. Um, I I think there's uh, the way that uh, I was thinking about it is like, you think, I'm thinking about my one of my favorite poets says uh, words make worlds mm-hmm. and I'm somebody who's really passionate about langu- language rhetoric and um, w- the way that we speak communicate uh, I love learning new languages um, but I think what we're seeing more and more is like people get really feisty about language uh in terms of like specific words i think on one hand you have people get like really um woke wokey (laughs) (laughs) that are like this is the correct term and this is um with people who are just trying like just don't know right and then there's people are like ah I'm not being politically correct for no one. And you're like, okay, you sound so stupid. Just like, uh, I think the point as we learn to communicate with each other is, um, are we, are we learning language that is harmful or hurtful? Um, and how do we, like James says, like the tongue can set, a whole forest on fire right. um and i think i think war, like language um is is a really huge aspect of what informs an eating disorder and i'm gonna be bold can i be bold for a second I support. um i think language the way that we learn um 
the things we learn as kids, things our parents say, the things our friends say, the things our culture says, has been more impactful, I think, than just images on social media right. or messages on social media. I think I'm like a student of Dr. Anita Johnson who writes uh, Eating in the Light of the Moon and she just talks about like metaphors mm-hmm. and storytelling and um, how women learn these messages of powerlessness, um, feel like how they're informed by their feelings, how they're informed of like just through our old wives tales our old myths our old whatever and she talks about like um one of her like big thesis statements is that uh women who struggle with eating disorders over and over again the people she's treated she sees that they have um really uh intuitive ability to pick up on tone um sensitive to people's feelings just like have this really intuitive nature of Mm -hmm. understanding language in a way that they're very sensitive to and very aware of and so they pick up on uh, messages that are subliminal they pick up on messages that are um They, they can read it in between the lines and I think uh, internalize it in a way that um, is life-changing, right. if that makes sense. Right. Um, not that, like, people who are sensitive always have eating disorders or something, but um, I really like the way that she describes uh, the way that we interpret language, metaphor, and right. storytelling. Um, but uh, I'm going to let you get started on what, what you want to say. What I want to say? Yeah. I think, well, as a, do you think we should start by defining certain words in recovery? Because I think I think there's also just words that we might say that other people don't understand. Because... Or why we use a word, like, why we use a word in Versus, substitution of a different word. Right, right. That could be good. Because I think, like, ultimately, like, the way our culture speaks about health and our bodies and eating and the way we look, um, not, like, like I think we've said in the past, not everyone lives in a eating disorder world. Mm-hmm. So the way our culture speaks about it isn't necessarily damaging or harmful to all people. Yeah. But I think for people like you were explaining, like maybe people who tend to read between the lines or um, just people in general who struggle with eating disorders, the way our culture speaks about it can be really damaging. And so part of what I wanted to talk about today was just this idea of like, if you have a friend or a person that you love who's struggling with this, or you just want to be thoughtful and conscious about this, there are ways you can choose to use your language differently that can help protect the people that you care about. Um, and I think a lot of times people just don't know. If you don't struggle with it, you just don't know that the way that you communicate could trigger someone or could hurt someone. Um, so that's kind of what I want to talk about. But yeah, I think that'd be good, Elta, kind of mm-hmm. let's define things out. 
that are helpful or whatever. And I, I think I'd like to add, like, even if maybe certain language in the culture doesn't harm you or cause you to, like, have doesn't inform your disordered eating, I think it's still harmful because if we're, because a lot of what um, the language used is simply just untrue. Right, right. And um, usually anti, anti-women, anti-natural, yeah. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. anti, you know, so. Um, Realistic. Yeah, uh, so I think it's in, it's important that we're not, even if we don't struggle with eating disorders, it's important that we're not perpe- perpetuating any, right. uh, any like, we can just sit here and talk about the keto diet all day. The keto <laughs> diet was... A nightmare. Well, it was made for children with epilepsy. And, like, there's just these people that peddle, like, oh, your body goes into... Um, ketosis ketosis and um that's like you know back in the survival mode it's like but you're not trying to survive you don't have to survive uh your body should not be going in starvation mode that's really bad for your metabolism um it's that i don't know why that exploded because it's just any you talk to any like dietitian that actually went to school and they're like don't do that don't do that um so i have a huge vendetta vendetta against the keto diet so sorry i'm not sorry and i also don't want to hear about your keto diet don't tell us about the keto diet which brings up like an interesting topic of just like diet talk in general like yes go off about even the word diet diet is a (laughs) it's a nightmare um i want to make a caveat that if your doctor or physician gives you a certain type of meal plan, you should definitely follow that if it's for your health. And they're like, you know, dude, your your heart's going to die if you keep eating butter. You should probably listen to your doctor. So I'm not against all diets, especially when they're given to someone by a medical professional. But diets that our culture and our society push on us, they are not healthy. Um, And there's this huge, there it's called, what is it called? Oh, the diet, like um, circle guy. Restrictive cycle, or the cycle of restriction, the cycle of binging. Right. Cycle of um, binging and purging. And so Elle can help me out here, but I guess the reason why I hate the word diet is because it's surrounded by this idea that you're going to get to a certain point in your life or you're going to be fulfilled. You're going to be happy. If you can lose the weight or if you can look a certain way, then you're going to be secure. But ultimately, diets are not healthy. They don't, mm-hmm. they, they're not longstanding. Um, and they're usually surrounded by restriction. Yeah. And then your body goes into this freak out mode where it's like, I'm starving and you need to eat so you binge. Right. And then you feel guilty. And then you have to start your diet yeah. again. And I think it's it's complicated because I've actually, I think a lot of the feedback I've gotten um, through, like, our, like, open-ended questions is, well, but what if there's somebody who really needs to lose weight? Um, right. And um, do, like, is it okay for them to go on a diet? And I think the answer is, 
Um, we're, we're coming, me and Grace are coming from a, a restrictive right. pattern. So what I think is important is that um, what, what you're feeding yourself isn't lacking any of the main, three main macronutrients. Right. Unless you have something like epilepsy or et cetera. Right. Carbs are hella important. Right. We love carbs. Um, fat is hella important. Mm-hmm. Speaking of language, we at the Emily program, they don't call fat fat. Like they don't call like butter fat. They call them um EFs. EFs, what are they? Um what well, frick, I like forget what it sounds oh what it stands for. Yes. Energy fuel. I have oh I'll have to. Endurance like... feels. Mm. Endurance feels. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and protein. Um, so anything that eliminates any of those, whether you're trying to lose weight or not, is, in my opinion, is not a good idea. Right. But um, I think also um, a diet is also like... There's also this surrounding conversation of like a diet is usually like phrased in a work in a way that like communicates a limit of consumption, right? Which isn't always a bad thing. There's people recovering from binge eating disorder right. or um, need to balance out get like get to a healthy uh way or get to a a, a healthy sense of self-control or right, right. and i think there's a lot of resources for that um so i don't i don't know but like i think i think the word diet has so much baggage to it right. um and it anyways what i think i'd like to answer more about like those those questions that I get about like well what if is it wrong or is it bad right. to like on the other end of restriction right and I think to like go off of that like those types of diets where it's like this is like really needed um a lot of times that is like a time where like if you're in a position where it's like your body is unhealthy which like for me and Elle, when we were restricting that, our bodies were really unhealthy mm-hmm. and we needed help. Um, that's also where like you should seek a professional person yeah. and they can help design. I would prefer to call not a diet, but like a meal plan, like mm-hmm. an eating plan that will help you be at a healthy position. But I think another like kind of a tangent off that is I think that often when diets are more focused on how does my body look? And not on how, like, because I think there's a difference between making, like, getting myself healthy versus how can I change my body. Mm -hmm. And when the obsession becomes how can I change my body, often what I've seen is that, like, your diet becomes more of a brag. It's less of, like, a, um, hey, I'm I'm doing this for myself to help myself grow or to make myself more healthy. And it's it's more of, like, I'm going to tell everyone on the face of the earth that I'm on a diet. And I don't know what happens. Like, I don't know if it's just that we're really hungry, so we're frustrated, so all we do is talk about it. But I've been in situations where it's just like literally all this, like we'll go out to get food or we'll be playing a sport or we'll be hanging out. And this person's just like, I'm on a diet. I can't do that. Or I'm on a diet. I'm tired. <laughs> like, it's like that. 
it, it, I think when it is more of a focus on your body, it becomes more of an obsession, mm-hmm. which I think that also can, can be unhealthy. I know that that's like a lot of the times where like my disordered eating thoughts came from was, I was like, I'm going to start dieting. And I didn't think that was restriction, but mm-hmm. it really was. Yes. I think, I think diet culture has us by the balls. Yeah. Like, yep. um, that being said, I, my best friend, um, had very, um, like <clears throat> she lost over a hundred pounds in the past two years in in a way that was really healthy. And I guess she did technically go on a diet. We should interview her because it was cool because what we talked about, um, I think it could have been a really triggering thing for me because I was trying to restore weight and she was trying to lose weight. And what I think we both realized is that the goal for our, for either end was freedom and victory. Um, She didn't want food to have control over her in a, in a way that she felt like she needed to, you know, fill something or overeat. And I also was trying not to be controlled by food or restrictive patterns. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's, it's, there's a way to to have a meal plan set for you and still not be problematic. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and I think people who are on meal plans in wow. terms of restriction can also, I mean, people with eating disorders say eating disorder things. You know, oh, I've, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been guilty of being triggering or whatever. Right, um, right. I, I think, um, if we're going to talk about triggers, what, what is, what was some of the things, was it people going on diets that was triggering for you? Like when I was, when I was in the deeper, like now? I guess both. Okay. Um, by the way, I will never go on a diet. No, I will not either. I just, no, oh. I would sink right back. Yeah. And I think that's important. To, it would be like an alcoholic going yeah. to like a, a bar. A bar. Yeah. Yeah, I just, and I honestly, it's like, when I hear people talk about diets, it's like I'm, it's like I'm watching, if I was an alcoholic watching someone take yeah. shots, like it's like so tempting and terrible. So I think, um, at least when I was, I mean, I guess the hard thing is, is when I was first really, really struggling, um, when I didn't know I had an eating disorder, I, I didn't, I don't really remember what triggered me because I had no mm. idea, but I know that like in high school, um, like any body comments ever that were made, whether it was that I looked good or Mm -hmm. bad triggered Mm -hmm. me to want to, um, diet or whatever. Or like, I just even remember watching cable TV and they were like, chia seeds were like this weight loss thing. It like filled you up or something. And I remember thinking like, I need those, like just these like different things as a kid. But now I think what is really triggering is like my adult friends talking about how their bodies are changing because they're adults and they're not 18 anymore. And now they are like, like, Oh, I want to lose 14 pounds or something. And I'm like, literally you gain probably like eight pounds and lose it throughout the day through your water weight. So it's like, that's probably not that much, but like hearing comments like that, or if we're out to eat and someone's like, Oh, I can't get pasta because I'm watching my weight. Like, I think just those small things then trigger me. Cause I'm like, 
oh my gosh, should I not eat pasta? Yeah. Um, should I be as cautious as they are? Yeah. Um, how am I going to prepare myself for uh, when, as I get older, mm-hmm. like to be safe from this? So I think things like that. Um, I think also a big thing that has been triggering is this idea of self-control. People yeah. talk about a lot because I have corrupted self-control to be this thing where it's like I restrict yeah. everything. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Um, self-control is a fruit of the spirit, not yeah. a, not a mind game. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think too, the way that people talk about f- good foods versus bad foods, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so bad. I ate McDonald's. Right. What you just said there is I am bad. If I eat McDonald's. I am a bad person. Let's break it down. Right. I ate food, therefore I am bad. Yeah. What? Right. We've all been there. Right. Like, oh, I'm so bad. I did whatever. Right. There's a all foods fit. There's a balance. I right. get that people are like, you know, I get like the message of eating McDonald's every day is not. No good. Right. It is not a nourishing, sustainable mm-hmm meal plan right right um right it hurt your heart yeah uh but um the concept of all foods fit mm-hmm. which is was such an annoying phrase mantra <laughs> um all foods fit like you just there's no good foods or bad foods because guess what food is not moral right there's no foods that are um you know, a brownie, a brownie isn't, um, like a shitty friend or, uh, you know, cupcakes aren't aren't like racist. It's just their food. They are food. Um, food is fuel. Right. Right. Um, so when we give power or we give morality to things that are not conscience or God or, um, (laughs) <laughs> they're inanimate objects right uh that's when it it gets real dicey right um i think too i'm like trying to think about my personal triggers yeah i think that i like really identify a, a lot of like old wives tales like were really informative to me because they became um rules hmm. food rules right because um like one of like one of them was this i heard this story of a woman who lost a lot of weight because she stopped eating at 5 p.m and now it's like that was and then i was like oh okay that sounds good yeah so but then whenever i would eat past like five six seven I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna be fat. You right. know, you see how that works. Right. Like, right. it has turned into a something that is totally abnormal or normal, whatever. It has turned into a transgression, right? Um, yeah. And or what? Like, if you drink a lot of water, which you should drink a lot of water. It's good. <laughs> it's, good for you. it's good for your kidney. It's good for your whatever. Um, you you'll lose weight, right? Uh, which is. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, you I should definitely know. drink water. It's good for you, but like, 
I'm horrible at drinking water. Same. It's I'm on a journey to <laughs> get better. I keep thinking, you know, if coffee's made with water, does that help? No, I no. um, it's Thursday, so I have drank like six thousand gallons of, of cold brew at this point because this is what in my this is what we this need. is the part of my work week where I'm like a super crackhead. Super crackhead, I yeah. feel you. Um, anyways, I think also, let's talk about, well, we'll define some, let's define some recovery words. Okay, let's do it. So, a lot of, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. We don't use the word fat, obviously. No, we do not use the word fat. It's just. You just don't do it. Yeah. There are other. It's, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just, we don't, right. there's just bad Fat is canceled. Right. You can't say it. Like there's what positive thing would ever come from someone saying the word fat. Maybe it's like, if that's like a fat dog, that's kind of cute. Or we always say like, oh, that baby's so fat. Oh, and chunky. Right. Which is like, or just don't. Whatever. It's like a, fat little, is a little like. A little baby with big cheeks. And right. It's just cute. But I, I think that shows also the way that we talk about talk, being obsessed with bodies starts at childhood. Right. Right. Just like, oh, the baby's so chunky. I love a good chunky baby. Shut up. Shut, Shut up. up. Okay. The baby is a baby. It's cute. It's love cute. It. No, but honestly, it's like, especially because like, just the word fat has negative connotation. Like, like that's how I started. Like, that's how we like negatively self-talk ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I look fat in these jeans mm-hmm. or does this thing look, make me look fat or. And I'm really guilty of using the word fat mostly with myself. Right. Right. I would never say that to another human being yeah. about their body, but that's what I tell myself all yeah. the time. Like. Then, and, and the, it's really easy to see people be like, oh, you're fat. Right. But, like, I'm so fat. Which it's like, we should just... And is there anything that's more insane than than somebody who is is not at all overweight call themselves fat? Right. And it's, I mean, that leads a lot to, like, um, what's it called? Um, this... Uh, body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia. Like, these... Which a lot of times is entangled with i think we need let's let's actually define body dysmorphia so um a lot of people i've seen a lot of people use the word body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. um so it is a an actual um like occurrence of um people looking in the mirror it what they see it does not align with what is the reality right. of it's a whatever. it's an actual mental illness yeah it's not it is a mental illness and it doesn't always happen in eating disorders right. it's very very common with eating disorders it's quite the phenomenon actually it's very and interesting. um a lot of it has to do with um uh i think in eating disorders a lot it has a lot to do with the the way that the parietal lobe works. Mm-hmm. So the parietal lobe is what interprets your body in space and time. Um, and so if 
if you're in um a, a, if you're starving it it usually gets shut off and so or yep. imbalanced and so i remember i went to like one store and i was like when i was in treatment i was like oh my gosh they are i must have restored 25 pounds and then i went to a store a different store i like got in my car and then like drove to a different store and i saw myself in the mirror and i was like i still look kind of sick right <laughs> uh, it was like the most i think telling moment of my mm -hmm. body dysmorphia which comes to like like i don't know if you ever use the word like there are there are a ton of other negative languages we could or like negative words and things that we could talk about but i was thinking that we could we could end maybe with like like good language mm -hmm. uh and something i've been talking a lot to one of my roommates about who has like struggled with an eating disorder in the past is um talking to herself like god would talk to herself mm -hmm. or like how god how god would describe her body yeah um and choosing to be thoughtful about that um, because the way that God describes us is he says in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, mm -hmm. that he knit us together, or that he paid a high price for us, or our body's a temple, and choosing to, instead of, like me and Elle were kind of talking about this self-talk of, like, we, we, we're we harsh on ourselves mm -hmm. and anyone ever is to us. Yeah. Like, we, we call ourselves fat, but choosing to, like, view ourselves like God views us, like, no matter what my body looks like, God made it. Mm -hmm. And he says it's a masterpiece. And so I just like, that's also an interesting thing of like, how do we change our self-talk from this negative, obsessive type of language to something that is more realistic, mm -hmm. like what is actually true about who we are. And um, I don't know if you've had any experience with that, Elle, but. I think about, yeah, I think about the way that um, if I had a, a daughter um, mm. Or a son, you know, especially for a daughter, how I would talk about body. I would really, I, I really hope that, I, that before, if I have children and before I have children, that I can be in a place where I talk about bodies in a way that um, exemplifies, you know, what God thinks about bodies and what bodies are and what food is. And what I don't want to have, I, I see um, a lot of parents in my community doing a really good job of um, being cognizant of the way they talk about food with their sons or right. their daughters or um, I think with my sons too, it's just like, they're also very vulnerable right. or um, I, I really identify with, I, I want to talk to myself the way that I would talk to yes. my students at work. You know, we don't, they know they're not allowed to use the word diet. They know that they're uh -huh. not allowed to use the word fat or right. um, when they're struggling, I'm, I'm like here to help them, not, you know, to shame them. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's rewriting the story of the way that I talk to myself and, um, unwriting the story of the way that I've been talked to or the way that I've talked to myself is really important right. uh, rewriting that story actually right. there's there's certain um conversations that I had to go back uh, and rewrite it rewrite them whether right. that was a text conversation or a conversation between a person and I like 
Right. I had to write rewrite that story to be redemptive. And I think I think um we can do that with our bodies. Right. We can do that with our relationship to food. Right. Like when we think, oh uh, so bad for eating McDonald's, you're like, I like McDonald's. And I was hungry, so and I, I gave hungry. my body nutrients. Yeah. Right. Thank God I have variety of foods to choose from. Right. And it's so cool. It's like we need to like as we're like trying to choose to have self-talk that is actually loving to ourselves and true. Um, we need to start deciding like what actually matters. Like, mm-hmm. is it the way my body looks or is it like who I am as a person? Yeah. And the Bible is really clear. It says in first Peter three, um, three through four, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles, wearing gold, fine clothes, Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Me and Elle are not very gentle or quiet, I have to say. But I think what the author is actually trying to communicate is like a spirit that is like okay with who they are and who is confident in what God says about who they are. And I read this really good quote recently. Um, Shoot, I don't remember. I will have to figure it out. But it said, if um, if you find your identity in your body, you will die a thousand deaths before you die. Yeah. Because your body is going to keep falling apart yeah. and breaking. And one day we won't be hot 25, 22-year-olds. Like, we will be 80-year-olds whose yeah. bodies are not the way they are now. So trying to figure out what is going to define me now so that as my body changes with life, I can still find my security and my confidence and I can talk to yeah. myself in the same way I do now, um, which is just cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I used to have beef with that verse. <laughs> um, but what I will say is like that, that um, in our life, there's something about, the, <laughs> I almost read that as like, can't be bothered. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I can be still in my inner life. Um, I can still be kind even when the world around me is falling apart. Um, I can still be confident even when the world around me is falling apart. I can still be kind and confident even in February of 2022. Um, We don't have to frantically be making ourselves yeah. be this thing. It's like of, a like like a lack right. of franticness, a right. lack of agenda, a lack of right. um uh, trying to be like prove ourselves prove ourselves. For society. Yeah. And yeah. um it's it's a it's a really good experience. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I I think again the the um the way that we talk about our bodies is important. Mm-hmm. The way that we talk about other body, people's bodies is important. Right. Because we want to break down idols. We want to break down, you know, for our friends, we don't right. want to make things worse. Um, and we also want to make things better. Right. Like, so, I don't know. I have to get back to work. Grace has to go see freaking Charlie McDaniel. Always. <laughs> Yeah. Are you guys going to go to Chipotle? I just picture you guys going to Chipotle. We got Chipotle last time. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Chipotle. Maybe I'm in the mood for Chipotle. Chipotle sounds pretty good. All right. This was quite the hodgepodge situation. Yeah, we'll have We'll to, clean it up. We'll have to figure out what's productive. <laughs> <sighs>
All right. All right. Bye, guys. Toodaloo.